Okay. All right. Uh, so, welcome everybody uh, to a- another episode of Beyond the Bleachers uh, with myself, Tendo Bossa, and my co-host, Moses Waldo. Uh, Moses, episode What's five. What's We've man? made it. We've hit, we've made it past the four episode hump, I think, or actually they say on average uh, shows uh, podcasts end at three or four. So we've kind of, uh, we've, we've stuck it to the man. We've made it past the hump for a second time round. And uh, we're, ready ag- <laughs> we're ready again. 2.0? 2.0. They said we couldn't do it once. So we did it again. Twice, yeah. Twice. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, the weekend was nice. The yeah. weather was awesome. Finally, we're hitting, uh, hitting that stride where summer's approaching. Of course. A lot. We had rain earlier in the week, but it was very good because it actually made the grass green yes. and lush. So I'm excited because we're going to start hitting the high 20s coming up in the next few days. So I'm in a good mood right now. You're so I got mood. all this stuff going on and I'm happy, yeah. man. Yeah. No. Great to hear. Uh, I, can, I can concur completely. Um, and if all you guys are still tuning in, this is, of course, not a drill. This is first week post Lost Dance. So now, <laughs> Moses, this is where the, uh, the, the, real, the real talent comes in. <laughs> how, do you, how does one craft a week's worth of sport? <laughs> worth of, into worth a, of, yeah. we're, we're week's worth of supposedly sports news into, <laughs> into an hour-long well, podcast. Well, you know how like in real estate they talk about it's a buyer's or seller's market? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right now, this is a seller's market, Definitely and a lot a of people are trying market. to buy content. Whatever it is, Whatever we could talk is. about sheep shearing championships. You know, For all they care, it will still get people into the seats, or at least tuning in, listening, because people are desperate for content, yes. especially sports fans nowadays. We need something to just kind of galvanize and kind of take our minds off certain things, and there are some people who are still uh, under lockdown. Yeah. So, or, you know, under certain restrictions when they go outside. So there's no better way to, even if you're going out for a walk or a jog to listen to this podcast and tell you something and provide some of that content. I think that's the biggest thing that we have to remember, Tendo, is that we are the sellers. We have the upper hand, but that doesn't necessarily mean they won't in the next few, uh, few weeks, which means we uh, might be out of a podcast, but nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. Who, we keep yeah. producing as much as it. we can. Don't worry about and it. hopefully people there, yeah, hopefully people will listen to us and be like, all right, these guys are actually pretty good. That's a, that's a, that's a, uh, an issue for a different day. That's a different, <laughs> an issue for a different day. But yeah, of course, we're going to just keep going at it, of course, uh, for the love of the game, I would say. Um, but we still do have quite a bit to talk about, you know. Um, outside of actual uh, organized sports, there has been a lot in terms of um, prepping for it, how we're coming back from this COVID, uh, behind closed doors sort of things uh, for each league, uh, even sport, um, so have you, because it's just more so about how are the schedules going to be adjusted, you know, for the for the remainder of this year. And I think uh, we've seen that. Uh, I wanted to talk, see what we had on that, but I know one of them is going to be, I guess, about the comeback of what the NBA, NHL, MLB. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit about um, certain certain individuals and their preferences on on top fives, their list, things like that. Uh, and then we're also going to get into, um, I guess. Some golf, golf news. We got a little bit of this, that, and the third with Tiger Woods and uh, some pants, 
that couldn't quite keep it together. Practicing uh, social distancing it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the pants themselves, the seams, decided it's important to keep, you know, uh, albeit not six feet, but you may be, you may be 0.6 inches. Maybe six centimeters. Like six centimeters. I, I think that seems, that's a lot more fair. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, only the name of public safety. So we have a lot to get into. So, Moses, of course, I'd love to hand it over to you. Um, what did what what would you say um, has kept you? Uh, what what's caught your eye for the last past week of, of sports that we've had or lack thereof? Well, Bundesliga was one. Yeah, uh, you know, watching some of the matches, excited to actually see live soccer for once. I think that's something that's good. Or live just sporting events. We saw that with the UFC, you know, as well. And it's, I think, a relief. And it just goes back to the comment I made jokingly about the content and the buyers and sellers market. There are a lot of people, and there is a seriousness to it, a lot of people that are really craving content. And it's it's going to be a wonder to see how the sports leagues will kind of use that to an advantage and change. Much like, for example, the XFL and the NFL. Oh, right? for sure. The, the NFL, when they, you saw the XFL, it was, it was considered a sideshow it's, you know, this is not real football, only last of the season, but what came out of it from the entertainment and production value revolutionized the game. Yes. So when you look at the overhead camera, when people thought that was silly, NFL took it. And we see it in the CFL, uh, for those who aren't familiar, the Canadian Football League up north. Oh, do you? What, do you but yeah, I'm just saying, just kind of giving it a preface. are familiar with the XFL than the CFL? Do you think that's a viable? Yeah, because of question? Vince McMahon. That's crazy uh, to think about. That's honestly. I think crazy so. To think I th- about. if you're not necessarily a sports fan, yeah. even if you're a casual observer, but like those in the states, if you're a wrestling CFL, fan, right? yeah, you definitely know about the XFL. Because I so would, that's where I think you would be. It would be ridiculous not to you know use the marketing tool you have, which is the WWE, to just pump adverts full of. Join the XFL. I think didn't they have former wrestlers on um, move migrate to the XFL the first round or the first time go around? I'm not. Well, they had they brought. You see, I'm trying to remember. I don't know specifics of that, but I know they brought that element. I think that you're you're correct on that. Yeah. I do remember some of like the the sideshow stuff that they would have, like the camera trying to go in the locker room, kind of like you know the whole very um, very wrestling. It's it's very WWE, like when you're watching SmackDown or Raw, just like kind of the behind the scenes kind of look that is bit staged. That's exactly what they did there. Let's go into the cheerleaders' room, shall we? Exactly. It was one of those things. Let's, uh, Rob. We're gonna cut to the uh, the change room where uh, Bobby's on the floor. He's nursing a big wound, a gash across his face. It does not look like ketchup at all. I'm telling you, this thing looks pretty nasty. Um, do you have any words to tell us? You know, like I like most of the stuff there was just you know full blown out of this world. I don't. Oh, hands down. For the fact that you would never find that on the news, like they could never report that on the news, and you're thinking. Oh yeah, sure. This guy's definitely bleeding that much on live TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is not a problem. (laughs) It's not censored. It's fine. You're 13 years old. You're allowed to watch it. Don't worry about it. But other great things that they also produced was getting the camera on the or on the field. Of course, Uh, I think that was another angle that they provided that was a little bit different too. uh, And you've seen that. Not just not just the over that just not with the the overhead shot, but yeah. I mean like actual cameramen getting onto the field as the players were walking on, you know, yeah. like when they're you know when they're on offense or defense or something like that. It's really neat. I, I think there's a lot of revolutionary things that you can provide. I'm curious to see how the NHL, how the NBA, uh, how Major League Baseball is going to try to bring fans back from that entertainment standpoint. Of course, because I've heard 
uh, this argument before, and I think it's very interesting because you look at the NBA, and if you ever watch the ESPN broadcasts, um, you'll notice this, especially if you have like the app or something like that, and you're watching a basketball game. They have what's your your standard broadcast, right? Left to right camera, yeah. a few cutaways that they'll have uh, of the player scoring the basket or whatever. So the, those typical elements we know of in sports. Yeah. And then on their web or on their live stream, like you could find on any, um, any of their apps, uh, they have um, what they call layup lines. Uh, essentially, it's just a different camera angle. So you can, get, you can experience the entire view like if you were playing 2K. So it's just that north-south view. You can oh, watch the entire game in wow. that aspect. And they've wow. been doing that for years. Yeah. So it's, it's another element I think we can actually watch sporting events. To change, and it would be cool the, to see uh, yeah. and actually provide a different element and something that we don't necessarily um, always get to see with the exception of replays and commentators telling us God, what's yeah. going on or how a play develops. When you see it from a north-south angle, much like you're playing Madden, much like you're playing uh, you know, um, like 2K, or even uh, if you're playing, uh, you know, NHL 20, you get those certain angles and it actually makes it very impressive to watch because you're like, oh, okay, I see the play develop. Oh, yeah. I could see the, you know, you could see a lot more from that angle. And I think providing those for fans, especially younger fans, is going to be a benefit for the sport because, you know, kids are so used to playing that way. Why don't you show certain angles not necessarily the the broadcast say mm -hmm. live per se mm -hmm. i think that left right you know panning is going to still exist but having that north south view uh, so kids can actually watch it that way is is a benefit i think to to all sports and there's also some good news uh when it comes to it looks like they're taking steps closer i know the national hockey league has made their moments or made their i guess uh their pitch to the, yeah. the players association they accepted the new um it's going to be just for this year only but you never know what's going to happen 2014 format for the playoffs uh which should start uh you think next month but we'll see but it 20, looks like they're moving into phase 2020 two. So playoffs starting next month oh yeah, playing games <laughs> you really wanted to play those sales i've been effects, i've been itching i've been itching yes we have a That's new addition awesome. to the to the to the podcast people so you know just let the sounds tickle your ears but moses you were saying i was just saying that you have sports now or like the the national hockey league that's starting to come back yes you know in terms of at least taking the steps the nba is a little slower on the ball which i'm a little surprised at yeah uh, no, it just no. I, I don't know if it's something that is uh, just they're trying to fine tune certain details and not really giving out uh, anything else. Well, you know what? And then, Ad, Ad, Adam Silva. Adam Silva's been uh, he's been known to to play close, play his cards close to his chest, you know. And uh, you know, for everyone who's not who doesn't know how hard of a job he is, you know, you stay in your lane. That's what you got to do, man. Sometimes you just got to stay in your lane. And I know. Hey, you're what about getting, what about this? Okay. It kind of transitions into what I wanted to talk about as yeah. well. Um, on top of leagues trying to get back to some sort of uh, some sort of plan, and yes. I don't know if you can ever say normalcy uh, for the time being, anyways. Yeah, Major League Soccer. Oh, MLS. what do you think about uh, the news that uh, Don Garber? The the news came out on Friday. Uh, Don Garber issued a memo, and it said that teams that leak information regarding uh, what's kind of happening in terms of the relaunch post COVID-19 Yeah, uh, that or resume play uh, 
after this whole uh, pandemic kind of stopped and put a pause on sports, that uh, anybody that leaks information will be terminated. And Crazy. they will also face a $1 million fine. So is that too restrictive? Or you're like, all right, well, the, the league is, uh, is trying to keep this tight lip. They don't want any leaks and they want to kind of move on from there. Uh, this, and this is the MLS or MLB? MLS. MLS? Okay. Well, first of all, big ups to MLS for being the dumbest league in U.S. history. First of all, you're not even that good of a league in terms of viewership that you are able to make those statements. Because I say that because which one of your players on average is making that much money? So you're telling them, that the value proposition is to or not to leak the, the information, buddy, trust me, no one really gives a shit that much that they're going to leak it. So even if it is leaked, it's not going to do anything to change your situation. Every other team and every other league in the USA only has a limited number of days, a limited number of facilities, and a limited number of, of finance for the, the, the rest of 2020. Right. So for you to say you have some sort of intent plan that supersedes that of it or, or that may influence the rest of the league. I don't know. It, it makes no sense. I understand maybe you're trying to be the first to get maybe field space the moment any venue or probably arena opens up for a close behind closed doors. But I mean, NBA, we already know, is going to um, Orlando. Right. More often, more most likely is going to be in Disney. Uh, I don't know where the NHL... The NHL could just be in the South Pole for all we care. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. They Or they just pick one specific um, venue. I think they were looking at Vegas as well because it's more so secluded. And because the mayor of Vegas is the mayor of Vegas. So big up to the mayor of Vegas. Crazy. But... Moses, I don't think that MLS makes sense in making this strategic. It's not, it's not strategic at all. You know, there's no, I, I don't, if you're the MLB, yes, you're going to make, make those statements because you can afford to pay a fine of that, of that magnitude. Carlos Vela can't afford to pay that fine. Well, what's kind of funny is, uh, because credit where credit's due, yeah. uh, it was The Athletic that posted this on Friday. Yes. And apparently uh, there was the uh, memo uh, that was issued to all the teams that was also leaked. Oh, God. I mean, the athletic. And I mean, so, yeah, Don Garver said, you know, it's like uh, the uh, what do they call it, the uh, Barbara Streisand effect, where you know, you, you effect, warn yes. people about a certain thing. And, you and know, if you tell people catches. not to do anything or something that they're going to do it anyways, it's, they're going to do just it anyways. because. Yep. And I think we just saw it here. So it's very interesting to see how this is. Uh, you talk about Major League Baseball can get away with it. I just think it's great if you can provide some sort of update and therefore you don't have to give all the deals. You don't have to give like specifics. I don't think people want to be bogged down. No. But people do want to know just, just the overall view. Do you feel that the league is going to come back? What are some of the options? You know, uh, when are you guys meeting? What yeah. about the players? Uh, what about the, their uh, concerns? Are there concerns from ownership? How are you going to play? Where are you going to play? How it's going to be all determined? Like things like that. I think if you can push out, and it's not like he hasn't, he has talked about being optimistic, but in terms of, you know, certain information, 
um, regarding their, you know, how they're going to recover from this it's or ridiculous. the return from from it and how people are kind of leaking information. I think it's a little silly. I think it's funny um, that he would go to that that length the because, length, yeah. you know, it's not, um, we're not talking about any type of sensitive information no. um, regarding salaries or, you know, anything that would be considered sensitive yeah. uh, to the, the business strategy, right? Or it's, it's to them in and of itself in the sense that, I know the COVID, this is all part of a business strategy to relaunch. What I'm getting at is it's nice to be transparent, much like you see a lot of the other leagues to a certain extent where they're like, we're, this is what our overall view is. We don't want to bog you down with all the legalese and the details, but here's what's going on. Yeah. And the fact that you have information being leaked and a memo being sent out saying stop leaking and that got leaked, I think is pretty funny. And I, I, I think as if you're Major League Soccer, just you know what, come out with information and be like, hey, we're going to have a weekly um, press release and just say this is what's going down if you don't want to necessarily talk on air. But if things are starting to progress, let's do it. Because the more you're in the news, the better for you instead of like, oh, yeah, Major League Soccer is coming back. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, for sure. I, I think definitely MLS needs to understand that where you're ranked within America's sporting calendar is not it it's it's climbing but it's not too high so you know but to enforce some you know gag order because of the secrecy you know it it implies the importance you know you know what i mean it's like it's a value it's a ver- it's a value signal as to how important this league is and how valuable it is in the american life and that divulging that information might you know like jeopardize its its potential right and i it makes no sense because it's not it's of course a growing franchise i give it i give it credit where credit is due but i don't think roger goodell is you know even maybe he also has his own this may be just something that is a commissioner standard sort of um uh, thing and all the other commissioners from all the other leagues are doing the same thing. We just have very loose lip people coming from the MLS. Shout out to the MLS loose lip. Um, but <laughs> the problem with that is it still doesn't really give any indication as to what really they care. They care more about like are they just choosing one specific location? Is it that the reason that they need it, everything to be under wraps? Or is it just because they don't know when things are going to happen and they just don't want any misinformation? I don't know. But the, the, yeah, the, 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 the whole needing a whole, I guess, a fine makes no sense. It makes no sense, you know? Um, which actually, Moses, now I have um, a question. I, I'd been... That's been that's been going on, and it's uh, more to do with football or soccer, as uh, the uh, the Yokies like to call it. Um, it's actually across the pond. So um, a former the former boss of mine, you know, let's call him the the king the king of uh, the bridge. You know, um, I like to call him the one and only Arsene Wenger. And of course, you're thinking the king of the bridge probably is someone who played for Chelsea. No, I'm talking about the man who took Chelsea down. Woo! No, it's got the. We got it. We finally got it, people. 
But, I think the first one was more appropriate. It's like, it's oh, like a come on, slip. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That's but cute. He recently um, made comments, you know, now since working for FIFA and working in the investigations bureau, my man is running a rampant task force, uncovering all stones and um, revealing all secrets because all you mother effers have been walking around without financial fair play, cutting deals. So he feels as though the January transfer window which affects, I would imagine, the rest of the world, um, he feels it should be removed because it gives out-of-favor players the opportunity not to really try for a spot anymore and um, encourage their, sell- their sale. Now, um, since the Premier League has become such a big proponent of world football and football the business of football itself globally. A lot of money gets made during the January transfer window. Brazilian teams make a lot of money. European teams, South American teams, African teams sell a lot of their best talent mid-season during the January sale transfer uh, because it's the best time for teams who are desperate to make that last-ditch stretch to the next level. If, If they're in contention of a Champions League or even just a league title playoff spot um it that the january transfer window gives them the opportunity but now taking removing that away makes it a bit more equal so that teams who are using you know man city form of 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 purchasing where financial fair play is not given um it maybe equalizes things so do you have what do what are your thoughts on this do you think we should have the january transfer window or not I don't mind it, but yeah. I think there should be teams held accountable for doing what Wenger's just saying, right? Okay. Like, we, there is a reason why it was put in place, so we don't have the elite teams all of a sudden buy up all the great He's players, and it just makes it a competition. You might as well just have your, you know, Manchester United's of the world. I guess in your case, you throw in Liverpool in there. Uh, for your case, I'll throw in Arsenal's name. Yeah. Uh, with, with the Barcelonas, the Madrids, the PSGs. Oh, you know, yes. You know, Bayern Munich, you name it. Just throw them all in a pot and just make a new league and just have them there because the rest of it is just pointless because it's just pretty much you realize we're not going to get anywhere. So <laughs> let's just let's just put a, like a super league in and let's just call it a day. So, and I think that just does a disservice for the sport of football. Back to the transfer window, you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of how this is it. This pretty much brings in that cash flow to those teams when they want to sell players during the season, right? Or just after the season, because not all seasons are going to be the same. No. So if you can send a guy in January, make a couple bucks on the play or on the deal, and then put that money back into your infrastructure and develop yes. more talent, then so yeah. be it. That doesn't bother me. I don't think that's the issue. It's just a matter of teams just not abiding by the certain rules. And Manchester City could be the one that's going to be the, the hardest hit because they look like they're going to be facing a two-year ban. They're going to appeal it. How that goes, I don't know. But I think Arsene Wenger should be paying his more attention to Manchester United because you think he wants to ruin that Manchester franchise. Let's go. Arsene Wenger ruining Manchester as a whole. Let's go. Well, I don't think he has to worry about... uh, He doesn't have to worry about United right now. Uh, No, not yet. uh, got its own uh, Ali Ali is doing it. Post uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. Ali's doing it all on his own. Thank God bless him. God bless that guy. You know, he's making sure things are not running. And I mean, I don't know about you, man, but 
what team does Paul Pogba play for? Because it doesn't look like Man United, but it doesn't look like Real Madrid. It's like the, he's gone through the worst, like, the last two seasons of his life because you're paying, I think, I think in sec- excess of £300,000 a week. Well, not now, obviously, since COVID, but at that time. For a guy who hasn't put on the jersey um, uh, weeks prior to that, and even more so, everyone has bla- has been saying blatantly does not want to play for your team anymore. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm th- Man United's got their own thing. They we don't need to worry about that. It's this. It's, it's City. <laughs> yeah, they got their own set of problems oh, for a while. I think a lot problems. of teams in the Premier League will be happy about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Hey, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, speaking of uh, Premier, yes. uh, we're going to talk about uh, LeBron James and LB. how a certain Paul Pierce, oh. I know you're a big fan of, my oh. Celtic boy. That's Ooh. what I'm talking about. Love Paul. Love some Paul Pierce. Ha. A little controversial <laughs> here, to say the least. Ha. Yeah, no, no, no. You good now? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I'm you good? Yeah, I know. This is your blood's gonna boil even more when I tell you this. So Paul Pierce, when it came to his top five, yeah, uh, he left LeBron James out of that list. Now oh. he's going back and kind of doubling down on that statement. Not only was LeBron or is LeBron not a top five player, yeah, of all time, he's also an underachiever. Because he says that team during his years with the Heat that went to four straight NBA finals, one, two, yeah. underachieved. They should have at least won three out of four in his mind. And he felt that uh, this is a team that not only grossly underachieved, but LeBron James' legacy is tarnished because of it. And, Your thoughts, and, sir? And he feels that three out of four should still be the everyone except Boston, right? That's, is that his, that's his thinking. The, the, well, the, the thing is, they were, they, you know, to quote Dennis Green, you know, you know, you should have found their ass already. You know what I mean? Like the, the, when you saw that, when you saw the hype, when LeBron said he was going to South Beach, people knew they were a formidable opponent. They were the favorites going in. So it wasn't like the Celtics, you know, weren't going to give them a fight. But when you throw in, you know, a guy who won an NBA MVP yeah. uh, and a championship in 06, yeah. Wayne Wade, you throw in Chris Bosh. Who you know? I know he was like the third wheel of the group, but uh, I mean, to some. In, in, but in my opinion, though, but you know what? He was exceptional, and he was such a great defensive player. Incredible. I think that's one thing that you have to remember. Incredible. So incredible, and I mean, and he deserves his credit. The, the shot, the shot that we get from Ray Allen doesn't happen without him. That's that's that that speaks to the moments that someone like Chris Bosh is very important to the team. But I know what you're saying, and, and that's the later the day, but. Yes. And, and going back to this, so you throw him and then you throw in, of course, the king, right? Yeah. So you put all three together. That team should have won umpteen championships. Instead, you make four straight finals appearances. And you know what? Some might say, you know, a weaker Eastern Conference. Yeah, sure. And you only win two championships. Is that a fail? Does that tarnish his legacy? And of course, you have a lot to say about Paul Pierce. First of all, Paul. Uh, hey, no okay, could you do that for me? Uh, second of all, you don't want it. You know, the statements you made. Uh, That's cute, man. That's cute. But no, for, for, for all intents and purposes, the problem with Paul Pierce's argument, number one, is he doesn't understand the fact that he himself has come from a franchise, right, 
that was solely built, you know, to be, um, to be a, a, to to la- to stand the test of time. He himself is a part of a team that did win once, and yes, did did do damage to, to LeBron, but he doesn't take into consideration the difficulty of not only just winning it once, because it is difficult to win it once, but to win it back-to-back, which Paul Pierce has never done. Paul, you never did, and you were never you will never be as close as you had that one year. The one year, I don't know what was going on. I, I think the Lakers were drugged or something like that, but somehow you guys beat them. I'm Easy I'm now. more okay. I'm more so happy for KG because I think he I've always thought he deserved it. Everyone else, Paul Pierce included, you know, you guys should stay in your lane. But anyway, but, but the the most important thing, Moses, is what I'm trying to say is it's really difficult to actually will that. We've just watched the Lost Dance where we understand that the 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 type of effort that goes into it. And this is in the modern era. This is the modern game. Him pulling out these guys, of course, who were incredible in their era, Kareem and all these guys, putting them in your top five. Sure, I clap, I applaud that. It's hard to argue against it. But I also know that they didn't play in seven-game series. They never did. So it's I can't measure them at that same level. Even with Michael, it's a little difficult because he had five for the first three. I think the first two, actually. And then the loss... Um, the last set he had everything was at a, it was a seven game series, um, or the the change was just made. But I just in terms say, of like games ever, or are you talking about like no? I'm talking about Jordan? the play. I'm I'm talking about playoff fronts because I also they, do. They, believe, yeah, they barely had any games. Though. Yeah, so I, I that's what I'm saying is what I I yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say is that Paul Pierce is whatever measure he's using to to guide his because it's his personal appearance his personal. Preference, you know, I, you know, I, I, I laugh at it, you know. I think it's a joke, but I do know that he's he's just coming from a place of I'm measuring it off of who was able to bring in a dynasty. I don't think he understands or takes into consideration how difficult it is to go back to back for LeBron already put him at the level of a Magic or Larry. That's exactly what. Um, you know, Jordan was even talking about that he wanted to be in the level of the greats. And who are the greats? Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. What were they able to do that not few people were able to do? Get back-to-back championships, right? Of course, getting a five in a row or a ten in a row, whatever, is a different story. But to, to win it, to dominate two, two seasons running already is, is something that few people can do. So Paul Pierce is talking out of his ass, all right? And I got some heat for him later on in the show, too. So I don't think people need to, to worry too much. I already, I always keep it locked and loaded. This motherfucker is going to get it today. Well, I'll say this. At least uh, you'll like this. Kendrick Perkins, who was a teammate of, of actually both LeBron James, uh, but he was just there. Yeah, just more, more, like, his, more like more like suit. Uh, but he was there with the, he was yeah. there with the Celtics uh, <laughs> when they battled the Lakers and the Heat. Speaking of which, uh, he mentioned, Perkins, that LeBron is a tougher opponent to play against than Kobe Bryant. Wow. Well, I mean, you know what? Physically, so he's giving LeBron his props. Because phys- physically, of course, LeBron is an incredibly physically imposing player, right? It's 
you it's a man who can walk through any key and he will walk <laughs> walk to the hoop stomp to the hoop but he will make it to the hoop it does not matter and it doesn't really matter who you are either right there are very few ensembles you because you can't even really say single player but ensembles in the league who can shut him down when he's when he's full on going down to the rim so somebody's got to actually yeah but somebody's got to actually take a look at how many points uh, would be uh, disallowed because of all those travels that never got called. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm just teasing. I'm I, teasing. Yeah. But no, but seriously, there was a lot that did happen. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Was... I never knew a man could take six steps and that'd be cool. <laughs> oh! Oh! Moses like, I ain't seen nothing. Bars. <laughs> yeah, even three blind mice can actually be like, that's a travel. Oh! Moses. I think it's more of a shot. <laughs> That's a shot more to be some of the NBA refs where I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. And then there was, and I remember seeing a last season, yeah. there was a player who actually got called for traveling, but yeah. he didn't travel at all. So the irony there is not it's, lost it's, it's, that, it's, yeah. you know, you're like, no, you no, know, you don't never. allow a guy who's going to take like half a dozen steps or, you know, you got a guy who like James Harden, who's going to like pull up, you know, hold the ball in his hands and then, you know, backstep twice. Four steps and then, you know, launch the ball and nobody says anything. So, but anyways, I digress. But I know you wanted to get into a few topics uh, besides Paul Pierce. No, yeah. (laughs) Besides Paul Pierce. I, you know, Paul, you know, Paul, I always have a special place in my heart for you. You know, I just, I just know that you've, you've done a lot for the the league and um, I think, you know, you're a national treasure. So, Paul, thank you very much for giving me a lot of, um, fun times that I can talk to my friends about uh, all the things I hate the most in the world. So, yeah, thanks, Paul. Thanks for that. But, yeah, no, uh, so this week, uh, Moses, we, we, we're going get to get straight back into it. You know what we got? We got coming up. We got draft. Oh, drop. With the first pick in the two yeah. NBA draft day. Yeah, so this week's draft or drop. Moses, are you excited? You ready to see it? I got I got some I got some easy stuff. I got some easy stuff for you guys, you know? So first of all, I want I want to know what you guys think about this. What do you what do you guys think about this? I know we just spoke about it. I know you're thinking Tendo, come on. What are you doing? What do you what what are we doing? But you tell you tell me this. What, what what do you think about this coach? I just had to go to a bathroom. A number a one or a number I had to go two. to the bathroom. But why did you need a wheelchair to get to the bathroom? It was that bad. I, well, something went down. I had to go to the bathroom. You were streaking. Okay, hey you. So you tell me m- moments. This is and this is just in relation to because I was holding this. I was saying. This is the guy who <laughs> left LeBron out of his man. You, man, you've been holding it since the whole I've comment been came out. Holding it in, just like he tried that whole game, but instead we got a little bit of a dookie stain. So you know that's a big up to my boy uh, Paul Pierce. Um, you know the rest is history. So as we we now realized, uh, you want to go back. I just want you to take a proper look at, at just the uh, the the. The face, you know, this is your... Oh, sorry, wrong one. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> now it's working. Okay. 
There we go. There he is. Look at that champion right there. Look at him. Look at that. You see that? That's the champion. That's the man who needs to go really That's bad. That's the man who needs to go. Is he going now? Now, is Paul Pierce going because he's got cramps? Because, you know, the scar tissue from the stabbings are, like, affecting his, his ability to play Moses? Or did, was he just trying to take a shit? Oh, I, yeah. He had, he had to go number two. And I was like, you wouldn't want to say it was a stain on the whole event. But oh. It is what it is, man. It is I still love is. Paul Pierce. I think he was great. <laughs> and you know what? After a major case of, you know, mud butt came out yes. and performed at the highest level. You know, and he's still, he's still, and you know, for that, uh, you know, what, 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 what more can we do? You know, so, so Moses, I want to know, is this a draft or is this a drop? I think drop seems more appropriate I, for some reason. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We <laughs> got a drop. More ways than one. For that one. Okay, yeah. And um, for clip number two. Now, this was the clip I was actually looking for. Clip number two. Uh, let's see what we got over here. No, that's her. Okay, well. Tenno. Tenno's <laughs> done it again. Just when you think he couldn't do it. He done does it again. Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. So. Oh, a little frozen here. Oh, I'm getting is a frozen video, buddy. Oh, no. You're not getting it? No. Oh, well, with the... That's the, not the end of the world. I can uh, redo it. Stop. Because I can, you know, with the beauty of editing, this is all going to yeah, be Yeah, you one. can magically put it in there. It will seem like <laughs> nothing ever happened. Can you see it now? Oh, yeah. Oh, go oh, in! Yeah. Oh, my goodness! Oh, you made it! <laughs> wow! Oh. Take a second, actually. <laughs> wow! Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. All right. So, second clip. We got a clip of uh, Tom Brady at the recent Capital One uh, charity event um, where it was Tom Brady and Mickelson. Um, is it Mickelson or Mickelson? Yeah, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson uh, against a uh, a, uh, sh- a newly shorted a newly shorted Tiger Woods. I I won't lie, that very rarely have I seen his knees, um, but they they look pretty moisturized. Uh, Tiger Woods <laughs> and and, and uh, the, the Peyton Manning, you know the a, you know HGH neck Peyton Manning. But incredible shot taken by Tiger, uh, not Tiger Woods, sorry, Tom Brady. You know, I get those two confused. I get those two confused, dude. Um, both great athletes. But he took us a real swipe at this uh, this one shot. I know you did golf. You played golf last week. Moses, the quality of the shot, do you think it was a good pass, a good swing? Well, he struggled for most part of it, uh, uh, but yeah. he did come up with a great ego. So kudos to him, and the mic pack just flew off. Yes. So the fact that he didn't have – he tuned that out. Yeah. 
and, and perform the way he did on that shot was uh, remarkable. So that's that uh, kudos TV to Tom 12. Brady for doing it. That's that TV 12 theory right there. This man was in hey, the well, zone. They, and they raised $20 million. $20 million. Uh, for, for COVID uh, charity. So, for or, COVID um, charity. charity. Yeah. To so, help out uh, people with COVID. So, you know what? Kudos. Yeah, yeah kudos. Moses, do you think uh, before he got set up and ready for this uh, this game, do you think he gave his uh, his son a little peck on the on the face or the ch- the cheek, the lips? Where, where where do you think he went? I don't know. May may have. I, I really don't know. He might have. I think that or Giselle just like put some kind of, you know, some little, hex. Uh, little some some love on the ball or something like that. Giselle Bunchen putting some love on his balls, well, deflating well. him. <laughs> You know what? It's funny. You know what? I didn't realize that, but yeah, it might have been. It could have been that too. Giselle Bunchen giving him that Brazilian loving. I will say. Well, you know that. You know she does like. I'm gonna say she's not a witch, but she does like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of that stuff too. And yeah, it was it was she, reported on. Like, just said Giselle Bunchen not a witch. She is well. She does like witchcraft well, well, or something like that. Well, yeah, and she like was like give him like things to say <laughs> or to saying? wear or you what know all this hearing? stuff like and she'd be like yeah you're gonna win the super bowl today and everything else and you know and it's just like, in like, brazilian voodoo magic winning perhaps. super bowls <laughs> i'm just saying she did it before we'll see what happens out in tampa bay it's not <laughs> quite louisiana i think it would have been great for her in the french quarter yeah that's a but, very strong but that's legit energy. you can google that giselle bunch in witchcraft and there's yeah. a story on okay it. and tom brady was like this is weird at first now you know three <laughs> more Super Bowls later he's like i'm all for it tom brady's all for it tom brady is all for black magic you know whatever wins like whatever gets him the ring, right? That's that's whatever yeah, he needs. That's exactly I, what it is. Whatever, and I, and I whatever means necessary. I'll never fight him on that one. Yeah. So Moses, what would you say with this? Would you? Is this a draft or is this a drop? Oh, it's a draft. It was a. It was a great play. It was a great moment. I think a lot of people were like I was saying earlier, kind of the theme of the show. People want content to see, and it was yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Uh, no one better than Peyton Manning, in my opinion, because no. he's one of those great dudes that can just crack anybody up. Like he, he's just. He can do a lot of things that a lot of people, when you look at him, you know, he's, you know, this, this dude is a hall of fame guy, but he's very funny. He's got that side to him. He, you know, he did SNL a couple years ago. Yes, he did actually. And you know, he's, he's amazing in those uh, commercials that he would do too. So I think, you know, he's really great to, great to have around just to, Mm -hmm. to kind of just for the entertainment value. He really brought it up. For sure. For sure. Oh yeah. And then, uh, in speaking, now that we uh, we finished uh, this week's draw, uh, draft or drop, Moses, yeah, like to continue that, we also had we got a little bit of a gem from uh, Tom. You know, so what uh, he was out here, you know, giving us a little bit of everything. You know, a little bit of his athleticism, and then a little bit of a peep show. You know, we were getting uh, getting on all walks of life. You not picking up, not picking it up. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you know. He's been doing quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of training at home, wouldn't you say? You know, is he hitting the glutes a little hard? Maybe him and Giselle are doing some squats daily, because I mean the pants that he was wearing. I don't know. I don't know what the hell was going on. My man came through and split his pants, y'all. 
Oh my lord. He came through and split his pants. This is when you know I'm reaching. This is, I don't know, I'm trying to be like sports radio guys. Um, but yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you go from, you know, a guy, you know, pooping his pants to a guy, a guy who pooping his splits pants, his pants. Splits there's his a pants. theme here, man. There's, a, and <laughs> the there's, theme a, there's is, an ongoing theme this a, week. And the theme is New England's a weird place. That's the theme. And I, it's, it's always been the theme. Uh, I never liked it. I didn't think it was ever a place people should go to. Um, I don't care how much tea you like. It means nothing to me. So, Moses, you take that how you will. Um, and this, that's been a report on this week's um, Draft It or Drop It. <laughs> so, yeah, now we're, do- we're done with that. But, yeah, man, uh, I, I would say, like, the, uh, the other thing I wanted to get into uh, just before we finish up, because I know I know you have, like, a few things left to go, is uh, mm-hmm. what uh, what do you take for the uh, Korean league? Have you been keeping up with Korean soccer? Just that we're already talking about. Man, I all I have only uh, a certain amount of time in my life that I can actually yeah. watch sports right now. Yeah. So it's Bundesliga and whatever else is on sports. So it's hard, and this is with barely anything on yeah so if that's the case i i haven't really followed the korean soccer league but no? I, you know you hear the rules about no spitting and all that stuff so sure like, like I, I don't know like i don't know if anything successful so you're gonna have to fill me in so that's the biggest that's the biggest law uh you've heard so far that's yes yeah. that's, that's the biggest law you've heard so far all right all right uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna crack your brain here man uh so so in korea right now um What's going on is they are admitting dolls into the stands um, to watch the soccer, right? Uh, the problem with the dolls is, uh, I'm not too sure if you've... Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up in a second here. If you take a look, Moses, you know, you, I want you to just tell me what you think is probably wrong with, uh, with this right now, you know? Because, you know, it's kind of a... So, yeah, South Korea is <laughs> having a little bit of an issue. Because they want people to feel like it's actually... You're watching an actual South Korean football game, right? And then trying to make it as immersive as possible. Here's the problem. Uh, they found sex dolls. The, the, the problem is that the, uh, the teams that were involved with it, um, I think it was FC Seoul, yeah, they reportedly had no real idea that they had just ordered specific sex dolls, lifelike specific sex dolls. It was not until the game actually took place that they actually be in, were they actually informed as to the nature of the doll that they had just selected. So up until that point, they thought, oh, yeah, this is your run-of-the-mill, um, you know, storefront doll, right? You put it on the stand, you put some clothes on it, and you know, there's whatever's on it, you get it off. You can get it off the rack. It is not the rack that uh, they were thinking about. Oh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> what actually was happening was they had been uh, special ordered because they needed dolls, and they had run out of uh, suppliers. And they just said, "Whoever can make a doll, present it." So you know, these sex doll companies said, "This is the best idea." <laughs> And the and, and the best way to make a, a quick buck, you know, I don't blame them. So they 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 took an opportunity. They said, well, then no one's gonna be naked, so it doesn't really matter. It's a doll, 
So I don't think there should be an, an issue. But as a result, FC Seoul were fined $81,000. I don't know if they're going to keep doing it. I really do hope so because I think they were trying. What, what they were doing was inadvertently bringing the status of uh, Korean soccer to the next level. So, Moses, I want to ask, do you think he'll be watching it next week? You'll watch more FC Seoul games. You I better. Guess. You better. Yeah. This just are they getting fined or there's going to be uh, those, you know the no dolls in the stands? Oh, they I, that's keep amazing it. on so many levels. Oh yeah. Somebody's getting fired for this. Oh yeah. So if <laughs> somebody's getting it, fired for this, they are they are en route. You know they go to HR and pick up your lost check because you are not coming back, buddy. Or maybe they're going to take a portion of their check so they could pay that fine. That is insane. Probably. But, uh, yeah, that sounds like something that would be like Seinfeld-esque. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. I think it's... It, but the problem is it's passed through so many hands that you don't really understand how something like this could could even make its way onto TV. But, you know, yeah, you know, it's a teacher on it. just means whoever was making the order... We might have to check into his uh, his search history because... Well, you also got to be... Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to make sure that he didn't actually order the regular dolls yeah. into his place and then yeah, yeah, brought like, oh, those ones over. Guys, honest mistake. <laughs> that was oh, meant for my house. I have the ones meant for the league. Don't worry about it. But yeah, other than so that. so like what happens to the dolls afterwards? Is like the man of the match get them? Like yeah, like no. what? Like I want to know <laughs> what happens to these dolls. Are they going to be burned? Are you going to resell them? Are you going to give them back? Yeah. How can you give them back? How can? Are you going to get a sponsorship with a sex doll company? I want to know <laughs> the questions that are following up. Burning after seeing that article. Questions. Moses is about burning questions. Are we'll they bring being out the reused? Report next week. Will they be washed? Are they going God to use forbid. the corona protocol to wash them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In COVID-19, the scenario, what happens like when you try to bring them back? Are they called gently used? Like, yeah, what yeah, are yeah. some of the things they Lightly used dolls. Ooh, we get them. Well, they're still hot. Maybe if you can buy, maybe if you bring the doll back and then they sell them, it comes with a free FC Soul kit. Hey, and then, listen. Hey, you know, man. It's got the jersey. It's a partnership, a branding I'm uh, of sorts. I'm loving it. Every you got, you are bringing in the heat right now. This not, I don't see anything wrong with these ideas. FC Soul, reach out to us because we got the marketing strategy <laughs> for you. I like we're making it even better than it was before. I don't see anything wrong with it. So I, I think, think we should end the show on that. Oh yeah, for sure. So if you know that. Uh, you're into you're into South Korean sex dolls. You found the right podcast, and you found the right podcast to end on with uh, South Korean sex dolls. So thank you everybody for taking a listen to our podcast episode five. Moses, thanks so much for listening uh, for coming in again. Um, of course, uh, we'll Absolutely. be back next week to hit you guys again with more great content. And of course, as the leagues open up, we'll have a lot more to talk about. We're getting excited. Um, at least as COVID, I guess we, we could say it for our region is past the critical halfway point. So we're, we're kind of seeing a return to somewhat um, a normal, normal sporting calendar, right? Well, it'll be adjusted, yep. but we'll, we'll get back to it and we'll have a lot more to talk about, a lot of exciting things to come. But uh, a shout out to uh, the Classicer, Bundesliga, big matchup. You know, this could be uh, a win for 
the uh, the German um, dominance of Bayern Munich if Let's they go. win on Tuesday. Oh yeah. If Borussia wins, they're one point back one. Mm-hmm. of the champions. So yeah. the defending champions. I'm excited to see how that matchup ends up. Exactly. Moses excited to see how the German Bundesliga ends. Will it be continued dominance? Probably, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Signal Iduna Park is going to be filled with sex dolls. No, but it's something to consider. Let's get it in there. Germany's a very metropolitan city. I mean, country. (laughs) They're also very liberal. Very Germany, very liberal. Liberal Mecca of Europe. (laughs) All right. Yeah, but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping so uh, for a good a good result or at least entertaining uh, game because, you know, we've all been craving just that uh, level of, of, of sport and competition, regardless of whether you're invested in the teams or not. So I, I'll also be watching and I look forward to it as well, Moses. Um, but other than that, if you have anything, you have anything else to add you want to say before we... Everybody enjoy the week. Goodbye. There should be some uh, good sports content coming up and yeah. guests that we'll bring along the way. We promise... Uh, and some fun ones, not necessarily just always sports related yeah. in terms of. Yeah. We're making a promise. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Let's hope we stop. can keep it. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, um, you know, guys, as uh, some, a COVID survive, I'm not a COVID survivor, but as someone co- surviving quarantine, I've realized the important things in my life and I'm, I'm willing to make a change. Um but yes, yeah, we'll definitely be taking this um, on. Um, we'll be pushing it as as far as it humanly possible, you know, um, until the wheels fall off and then some. So thanks so much for listening in for episode five. We look forward to hearing or seeing from you back next week. I know that's not, um, that was a sentence in no discernible language, but bear with me and if you have any critiques on it stay in your lane so everybody 